0: new year and the sbi show is ending 2013 in style with episode 103 guests i am garrett cleverly with me as always is ivis galarsep happy new year man
1: happy new year garrett it's uh it's about six it's exactly six hours to new year's day uh here on the east coast nine hour uh eight or, is it eight or nine eight hours Eight for you and uh We've been able to knock out episode 100 today and and it's pretty, I'm pretty excited. We got we got we, not, we, we knocked out three great interviews with three subjects that we've had before and uh, I think I think people are going to be pretty excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. We have Andrew Farrell on the show. Ivis as as one remembers, we he was the first ever guest we had on the show, so it's nice to get him close him out, get his comments on the past year. We are going to talk then to Terrence Boyd, arguably Ivis the, perhaps the funniest guest we had on, right?
1: Funniest and arguably the best, yeah, the best interview we had. I think you could argue
0: that. I thought, yeah, there, there's some other ones, but yeah, Terrence played was nice And then we'll end it with Tim Howard, who's the only guest ivis we had on two times on the show. So uh, we got we got some good guys today. You, uh, I did a good job as producer booking all these guests, right?
1: <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because
0: that's what you're supposed to do. Is the you know my job, co-host, producer. Oh, I didn't I know that. Guests, see, I didn't yeah. see,
1: you know, well, I'll hold, I'll keep that job for now. I've got the rolodex, so. You know, I'll I'll take that off your hands for now.
0: Yeah, yeah, this, this guy, this guy. What's what's Tim Howard's number? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ivis, as it's the end of 2013, when you got to we got to look back and look at the past year of soccer for you, Ivis. We're gonna go back and forth on this, but let me let me start it off. Let me ask you this question: the best U.S. men's national team moment from this past year?
1: Um, uh, I, I gotta say, USA uh, beating Mexico to qualify for the World Cup. I think yeah. that that moment. Then, you know what? There's so many there's so many moments that, that no, stop it. you have
0: to pick one. Ivis. You can't cheat. You always do this. You always yeah, start off with one. Then I you'd be like, any, Oh, let me add three more in there. You have to pick one. I yeah.
1: think anybody talking, I think you. there's always honorable mentions, right? So I got it. It's a big year. I, I don't even know how many games like I, I, I covered this year. So, I mean, there's so many uh, that, that come to mind. Um, but yeah, I, and you know what? I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll say USA, Mexico, uh, even though it's been done before, it's still, it's still such a great scene. Crew stadium, Packed to the rafters, 99% USA fans, home field advantage, putting away, US, uh, putting away Mexico 2-0, of course. Mm-hmm. Clint Dempsey missing the penalty at the end to keep the score 2-0. I mean, and then having to wait for the result of the other game. And then the late party, uh, it, it was great. It was great. That, that, for me, even though that's like my third one of those, it's still great. It's still the most memorable.
0: Uh, for me, Ivis, mine is going to be uh, the Bosnia-Herzegovina game where the U.S. men's national team came back and defeated them on the road in Europe 4-3, to Ivis. That, come on. How, how is that not number one?
1: Well, for me, I was in Peru at the time, so I didn't uh, – I wasn't able to see the game until I came back. So since I didn't get to see it live, it, it, it didn't have the same – and again, it's a friendly. I mean, it's great. It's meaningful. You know, Josie Altidore hat trick – uh it, it's important win but come on when you want to talk about important like significance you can't beat a world cup qualifying victory against your arch rival that gets their coach fired uh it, it, you know they, mexico was just in shambles at that point so i mean i'm sorry i, I you, if you were the, i'll tell you what if you were in columbus you would have said the usa and mexico i i was going to go
0: why well, I didn't i guess my plane ticket didn't come in the mail
1: <laughs> Should have taken a train or a stagecoach. <laughs>
0: this guy. That was one time. That was one time. Uh, let's move over. I have best goal. Do you want to just do MLS or do you want to do in the world?
1: Uh, I was going to say national team. I mean, we did. You know, oh, we, we did, did a post. Yeah. We did a SBI. I mean, there was you know some nice goals this year. Um, going back to your Bosnia game, I think Josi uh free kick that probably was the goal in the year.
0: Really, I would say Brad Evans on the road in Jamaica.
1: What a shock! Arizona (laughs) guy scores a winning goal. Stop it!
0: That's a legit one. That is a legit choice. After that, after that, look how good the U.S. was. After that, they went on a run. After that,
1: in terms of significance, it's it's a it's a memorable goal. But in terms of we're talking, you know, it depends where you want to rate it on. If you want to rate it on quality. It, it was, you know, whatever. It was a nice goal. It was a winner. It was, it was a, a one. Win.
0: It was a 180 spin, Ivis. Come on. That's at least Listen, like a if four out of five winner, on the skill if chart. If that at was the
1: late winner, it, you wouldn't even remember it. Let's just put it that way. Well, you know what? Well, it you was... wouldn't remember it because it was an Arizona Well, Brad <laughs> have like your favorite player. So, I mean, yeah, that is, you know, that's That's not true. I don't have favorite player,
0: but I have a favorite team. That, favorite I mean, that's states. true.
1: Favorite, favorite states, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why I can't ever have a favorite team. I can never have one. I have to wait for Arizona to get an MLS team. That's that's how loyal I am.
1: Wow. What about RSL? Who's just going to stop it? Sticking out. <laughs> yeah, right. Good one. You
0: know
1: uh, RSL clothing that you got over there. No.
0: What are you, ta- what are you talking? about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't bring any to Kansas City.
1: You didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I like how you didn't. I like how you didn't deny that you had a lot of it. You just <laughs> said you didn't bring it to Kansas City. <laughs> nice nice try
0: yeah uh, uh well ivis uh hopefully that joke stays in 2013 uh best goal for major league soccer do you have one
1: uh no nah. uh, you know what the juan agadello flick over the head Ooh, that, yeah. that 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 isn't i remember that right now uh camillo mm-hmm. with that blast volley i you, you probably got a good camillo but the Agadello goal is not something you you see ever. I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, I think Camillo's goal you you see that goal. It's still Camillo probably gets goalie year, but you got I I don't mention you got to give Agadello some credit because that that was unique unique finish for him. Yeah, I go with that Camillo
0: one too. That was I mean, he he was unbelievable this year for Vancouver. He had, he had a couple actually spectacular goals throughout the year. That he did, and he didn't make best eleven. I I, I know controversy. Too many good forwards.
1: Not trying to start anything. I I I actually. Agree with, with with him not being on it. I just feel like I just felt like stirring it up. a little. It's New Year's
0: Eve. Let's 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 stir it up a little bit. Why? Why? That's that sounds horrible. Right. We don't we, let's face we it. don't want to end no one, we don't want to end the year on a bad foot <laughs> or bad karma. Well, first
1: of all, no one's going to listen to this show until twenty fourteen because everyone's getting ready for their parties. But you know what? For the handful of you who are listening to this show immediately after it posts, thank you for being loyal listeners
0: aka the group known to Ivis as married and has kids and doesn't it's too is, is quote-unquote too old to do anything on new year's
1: no it's not about being old too old well you know what i mean gary gary and i had this discussion so here's my thing like i haven't uh you know i haven't done a the whole new year's eve at the club thing for years i mean I, it's probably been 10 years right 10 years um and you know what? When you're married, you got kids. You know, it's it's just New Year's Eve is not it's not your thing. New Year's Eve is for is for for younger people. It's for single people. Uh, you know, I, I I think I do enough partying over the course of the year that you know I, I can take off New Year's Eve and, and spend it with the family.
0: Yeah, that that's very nice of you, Ivis. <laughs>
1: hey, you're the one going to a ch- talking about going to a church party for New Year's Eve. So, oh, ugh,
0: stop it. That's that. Th- there's there's multiple <laughs> options, but I told you which one I was going to. Anyway, How was that so. even?
1: About- oh, I'm sorry. I'm not even. Stop. I'm no, no, even-
0: no. It's fun. It's fun. Like half the people drink, so it's kind of fun getting drunk in front of people who don't drink. I, I don't know. I- I- to me, that sounds fun. Um, let- I was move on. We've totally lost the whole point of our look back at 2013 conversation. Is,
1: is that, that what we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's what we were
0: talking about. We totally lost it there. Yeah
1: you know what it is we just we just re- uh, knocked off three really good interviews yeah. so there's not much else to talk about we just uh, we're just going to fill in some blanks here and let everyone listen to the interviews because you know what we i think we've talked about everything there is to talk about um, this year um so we're gonna just ramble, I think, in between the interviews, just to give you some filler, and then, uh, and then hopefully you'll still enjoy the show. Yeah, I agree with, I agree
0: with that. And the first one that we have, Ivis, is the number one draft pick in last year's draft, the first ever guest of the SBI show. Which to me, I think that's a higher honor than being first in the MLS draft, right? Can we agree on that? Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. you
1: know what? There's, there's there've been other there've been uh, what 19 other number one overall picks exactly. in the MLS history. There's only been one. First guest, and Andrew Farrell
0: was that guest. Exactly, and that's Andrew Farrell, and that's why we had to bring him on again. He's uh, currently in his offseason, heading into his second season. Andrew, how's it going, man? I'm doing
2: good. How are you guys doing?
0: We are doing excellent. Happy New Year's, by the way.
2: Happy New Year to you, and also Merry
0: <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, yes, yeah. Same to you, man. It's it's crazy to think that we talked to you on our first ever show twelve months ago. You know, now that you're in the off season, you've had some time to kind of relax and think about the season. You know, I mean, is it do you, is it crazy or is it hard for you to think where you were twelve months ago at this time, preparing for the MLS draft?
2: Right. No, it, it's been a, it's been a long year, a long. Uh, it's like it's a long year and a, a very exciting year. You know, a lot of first first for me. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful and, and blessed to have the opportunity, um, to be able to, you know, play, uh, um, reach my dream, which is to play soccer professionally and, uh, especially at a great organization like the New England Revolution. Um, but it, it was crazy. I, I, looking back at this year, you know, or at this time last year, I, I definitely wouldn't have, uh, thought I would have been, you know, where I am right now. So it's a, it's an exciting time and it, it's an exciting year and, um,
3: I'm
1: looking forward to next season as well. Uh, so Andrew, you know you hear a lot about how how there's the difference between college and pros, and one of the big differences is just the the number of games you play. Just how tired were you once the season ended, and, and how long how much yeah. how long of a break did you like lay in bed for like a week straight? Like how how, how was <laughs> that for you? Right, no, it's yeah,
2: it's like twice the length of a college season, and especially it's well it's not tough. Like I'm not gonna like get, try to get some tape, but it is like, you know, you go from college from like four months and then you do a combine and the draft and then you go off and you do preseason and then it's like another, you know, it's like a, like a year and a half kind of a, of soccer. Um, and you know, I was tired, but, um, there are ways to deal with that during the season and our coaching staff did a good job as well as our veterans to, you know, help, help me and, you know, Scotty and the other rookies, um, get through that kind of like the, the rookie, rookie wall and, I did take two weeks off after the season, um, and then I, I started training again, and I've been training ever since.
1: So. Now, now, obviously, one of the things about being a rookie, coming in and getting drafted, is you know, you don't know where you're going to go. You don't know how the team's going to be, how the coach is going to be, but it seems like you, you you went to the perfect place. Obviously, they, they traded up to take you, so obviously that that's a sign right there that they really want you. What was the year like? What was the experience like playing at New England, playing for Jay Heaves? And playing with that group of guys, one of the more one of the more exciting groups of young players in the league.
2: Right. No, it was a, it was a it was great playing with um under under Coach Heaps and you know all the coaches have there. Um and and it was as like you said we had a a really exciting team. You know we had a well at, at one point we had Agudelo playing with us and and he brought a spike to us and we had a lot of young guys who were getting getting opportunities and so that was. You know, really fun. You know, being coach Sheep's second year, he had been a young coach. You know, and all these young guys getting a lot of playing time. It was a a lot of exciting times, and also a lot of learning together. You know, I think the coaches as well as the young guys were learning a lot, and I think that's kind of what you know, kind of kept our legs fresh and kind of kept us going because you know it was, everything was a new experience every every time we either won or lost or draw, we were learning something new and. That kind of made us hungrier,
0: I think. And, and I'm, I'm assuming, Andrew, for you guys that that must have paid dividends because when you look at your season, you had your stretches where you looked very impressive, then you would drop down a little bit. But to end the season on yeah. a six-game unbeaten streak, I mean, you guys must have won, loved playing with each other and been, you know, extraordinarily jazzed that everything gelled going into playoff time.
2: Exactly. No, I think um, that's a big thing that we had really good chemistry um, on the field as well as off the field. And I think that's something that and on my college teams we really had a lot is, is everybody, you know, like liked each other and everybody enjoyed being around each other when we were at and also hanging out off the field. And, you know, like some guys were saying, Matt, Matt Reese was just huge with that. Um, and, you know, we're going to miss him uh, being retired and everything, but he was uh, really influential in that and bringing all the locker room together and, you know, always being able to pop that one joke and, and making 10 situations a little bit easier. And um, I think that's that's something
1: that goes unnoticed sometimes is team chemistry. Uh, so, so Andrew, you had a long season. You played against some some amazing players, obviously, uh, some top teams. What, what what was kind of the what, what moments stand out for you? What was kind of the most memorable moment for you uh, of your rookie year? Um,
2: my most memorable moment, I think. Well, obviously, the first game. The first game was awesome. You know, we got the win and. I got to play in front of a lot of um, friends and family up in Chicago because it's kind of close to where my whole family is from. Um, but also, I think, you know, first game against, I played against the Red Bulls and going against my longtime idol, Terry Henry, um, that's that's always exciting. And that's always something that I'm always going to remember, you know, just because I, I watched all his YouTube videos. I watched him play when I was younger and just being on the same field as him um, and being able to shake his hand and going up against him. That was. That's probably the best moment.
1: Nice. So, so you're telling me the highlight of the year of your year was not having Peruvian food uh, when I took you to go go have some nah, food. Hey, hey,
2: that's true. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, i want to, like make other. You have to take other guys out when you, you know, come to New York. But <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, that yeah. is one. That is probably one of the highlights of my year.
1: Right, right now, now that good yeah it was it was we killed, <laughs> we killed, we crushed some Peruvian food uh, in jersey when uh, when andrew came out for that uh, for that second game against new york now, that that game uh had the big uh, collision for you when you, when you had the uh, you got hit in the eye you got the you got the big shiner and it looks like it's bleeding i mean well, you you did the instagram of it what what <laughs> tell me about that experience and how was it walking around looking like a prize fighter for a couple of days
2: man that was not not good but I mean, and it, it was worse because I'm I'm single, so I can't really talk to me, any, <laughs> any, any females. But no Um it was it was it was all right. You know, it was disappointing that we. I mean, we fought back and we we got the tie, which was kind of cool. Um, and we could have gotten the win, and everything being a man down. But uh, you know, it's unfortunate. it Happens in fact You know, anything can happen. And unfortunately, I got taken out, and I wasn't able to finish the game. But well, hopefully we can get him back next year and get get more, a win
1: where we deserve, you know. Yeah. Now it's, it's funny we're talking about that game, but it seemed like, you know, you, the way that game ended was crazy with, you know, the referee making you come off the field and 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 them taking advantage and, and scoring. But that game, the the sense I got in the locker room after that game from you guys was was like you still were you were, you guys were obviously pissed off, but you, there was some confidence gained from that game. Uh, and going at them, and it seemed like it sparked you guys because after that game is when you guys went on your run. I mean, did you did you run. get a, did you get on that did you get that sense leaving there that, that something happened that game for you guys?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I think that we knew. I mean, New York they won the shield, and we knew that. I mean, that's one of the probably obviously the best team in the league during the league during the regular season portion. Um, and uh, um, but and we knew we could play with those guys, and you know having. You know, the unfortunate event that happened and everything, um, you know, and we could still play with, them. I mean, being a man down and, you know, having me sent off at the end at, the, at the end of the game, um, we could hang with the, the best in the league. And so that was, uh, you know, that kind of like propelled us to, to that run that we made at the end of the season,
0: like you said. Uh, this time – around Andrew, I mean, obviously you're going to be pairing for your second year. You don't have to do the draft. You don't have to go through any of that rookie stuff. So, you know, you, you kind of know the procedures to go to. But when you look back 12 months ago, and, and you said that this past year has been a learning process and that you were really busy. I mean, if you if you had the opportunity to go back 12 months ago in December, give yourself advice for the first season, I mean, would you and, and what would that be?
2: Well, that's a good question. Um, the advice I give myself would be, um, I don't know, I think, I guess kind of like what? I kind of got some of that from Nick Dillon and Austin before that all kind of happened. It was just like, you know, relax and, and not don't try to do anything that's not of the norm. Do what you did in college because that's what kind of got you noticed. That's what kind of got you to where you are today. At like at that point, and um, like I, like just not do anything crazy. Just be um, be the player you are, and you'll shine. And you'll shine, and you'll learn. You know, the growing pains, like I did, and you know, you'll be fine.
0: You well, just so. When you just mentioned Nick Dalyod, I mean, University of Louisville the last couple of years has produced a couple of MLS talent. I mean, do, do all you guys, you recent graduates all kind of keep in touch and talk to each other?
2: Definitely. Yeah. We, um, you know, Drake and Kenny Walker, Paul's coming up in New England now. That's going to be awesome. And Austin and, and, um, and Nick, but we all, we're all really close when we're at Louisville and we all stay in touch and stuff. And, the we I mean all hopefully the next guys who come out of Louisville I'll keep in touch with and we're all kind of you know get as many guys as we can to the league to uh, support each other.
1: And speaking of the Louisville guys, obviously you guys all keep in touch. Uh, how how much how much crap are they giving you over the fact that you still haven't scored a goal? And how important is it for you to get that for, <laughs> to get that first goal next year? <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, yeah, no, I I definitely need to get one. So I need you guys off my back, um, but. They they give, um, I've gotten some crap from not necessarily those guys, but like my mom and my dad, they've been telling me any needs <laughs> So that's even worse when, they, when my parents are saying it. I'm telling you, my mom watches more games than, as think guy i watch watched MLF games. It's, it, my mom watches every game, like across the board, like Western Conference games. She's telling me sports right. after our games. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing something Like, so late. Well,
0: wait, 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 what, what, bad, but... What's a typical conversation with your mom, like, after one of your games?
2: um well after one of my yeah it's like oh uh, well Angie it since you should you could have done better and then like what she told like what I could have done better and then and Ralph I like um they have this one guy and, and it just goes off and talks about how I interview you know what they're doing over there in the west coast so nice it's, hey. it's
3: uh it's helpful I guess
1: <laughs> how many how many times have you watched that save by the way on that one shot of yours where you almost, uh, it was a goal. Oh, it against, was a goal. John Blit, San, yeah.
2: against San Jose?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I watched it a couple of times. Because <laughs> that was a goal. That was your goal.
2: it should have been a goal. I Actually, it was a terrible shot by me, first of all. But <laughs> um, it was a good save, and it should have been a goal, and that would have been awesome because my best friend was in town for that game. So it would have been cool to um, have him watch it, see that goal.
0: Andrew, did you did you have a you know, with with your first year, did you have like a, a welcome to major league soccer moment?
2: Yeah. It was uh uh the first game at New York. Well I mean there's a couple of ones, but the first game at New York where we were already down I think it was it might have been three one or two one. And uh I think it was Johnny Steele like had the ball on the right side. And it's like a kind of a counter and I'm on my right, and I like, turned like my I don't know. I turned the opposite way, the way I shouldn't and turned, obviously, especially against Tyron Reed. And he just—I look around, and I turn around, and he's like in the 18 box <laughs> by the score. And uh, that was pretty, like, welcome to the MLS, welcome to pro soccer, kind of moment. I mean, obviously, not everybody like Tyron Reed and can do that, but it's just kind of like, yeah, there's guys out there who can do this, and be like, get your stuff together. Well, hey,
4: so that was my moment.
0: Well, Andrew, man, well, we and Iverson and I appreciate you jumping on the show with us again. I mean, it was it was great having you as our first guest and it's great to have you on the Hunter show. Enjoy the off season enjoy the New Year's and uh thanks again, man. Good luck in the off season. I
2: appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, have a great New Year's as well.
1: Hey, hey, we'll we'll definitely bring you on after you score that first goal. So, you we'll book to. that. All right.
2: All right, sounds good.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Uh, good stuff right there with Andrew, Ivys. You know, we didn't talk to Andrew about doing a goal celebration. We should come
1: up with something for him now. You know what? I think uh, he's a big fan of Spanish music, so I could see him rocking a little, little merengue, little merengue dance. Maybe we're gonna have to pay attention. He better have a
0: good dance, Andrew. If you're listening to this, you got to have a good dance because if you come on, then Ivys and I, we're, we're allowed to, you know,
1: we're allowed to, we're allowed to criticize him right for the dance.
0: The oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. You know what? I don't know if he's a good dad. You know what? I know I know he I know he's a big fan of music. Uh, but I don't know if he can dance. That's a good. That we'll, I guess we'll, we'll have to find out and see if he scores a goal,
0: or if anyone has a video of him, let let us know. Then, <laughs> if well, it's he, did, wh- he did. He He scored a few goals in Louisville, so
1: you know what we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make some phone calls. Yeah, we
0: we'll have to go back and look at the tape. Ivis as uh, as Andrew is pr- busy preparing for his second major league soccer season. A couple teams being active. Portland Ivis teasing everyone with a possible signing a veteran from South America. What what, what is Portland kind of doing right now, Ivis?
1: Well, it's been making the rounds for more than a week now that it was a Gaston Fernandez is uh, uh, going to sign with the Timbers, and from what I understand, the Timbers are uh, lo- looking to add a forward and a defender. And from what I and, and from what I'm getting, it is Hernandez, uh, and that's a big signing for them. That's a, I mean, he's a talented player. He potentially could be have an impact similar to Diego, Diego Valeri. Uh, so that's a big one if they if they you know they pull it off and, and from what I from what I've been told that, that is he is the player and he will be the signing and they're not done they're not done uh, I'm also getting word that they, they're going to be signing a, a center back as well uh, from South America uh, which you know we should hear more about probably in the next week or so so you know again the Timbers they, they had a great year Caleb Porter's first year and uh, they're not resting on their laurels they're going out there they're looking to improve the team and. You know, obviously, they're dealing with the loss of Ronnie Wallace, who's got the torn ACL and is going to be out uh, for a good chunk of the season. But you know what? They're reloading, and uh, you, you want it's going to be interesting to see how that team comes together with these new pieces that they're looking to bring in.
0: And Ivis, there's two Major League Soccer teams that have not filled their open vacancy coach uh, application spots. That's Chiefs USA and FC Dallas. What's the latest with those two teams?
1: Well, we're we're all in a holding pattern. We're all still waiting to see what uh will happen and uh the interesting one is FC Dallas There there reports now that you know what was once considered a dead issue which was Oscar Pereja potentially returning to Dallas and becoming the coach there is apparently back on the table now uh by all accounts it seems that FC Dallas is is uh in talks with Pereja, in talks with the Rapids trying to work a deal out uh and if that does happen and and you know I I you know as soon as the off season was over I, I you know I I said that you know, I, I just saw that happening because, you know, Perea's family's still there. He's got ties in Dallas. Um, that kind of was always the plan uh, for him to go back there. And for whatever reason, it didn't come off right away. And, and what I was told was that part of the reason was Dallas didn't want to pay the uh, the buyout of, of Perea's contract, which even though it was only one year left, I guess it was a significant buyout, which is a little surprising. But it looks like what ended up happening because of that is, you know, obviously Dallas wants Pereja. so if you're the rapids you have a coach who's who's in demand with one year left on his deal, you probably want to give him a new deal and a better deal and uh I don't get the sense that that's what happened i don't I don't think Colorado stepped up and 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 gave him the kind of deal that uh you know commensurate with the work that he's done you know you want to talk about Pereja's, you know one of the more impressive coaching jobs of of the past season. So if that is what happened, then you can understand why maybe Pereja has changed his tune a bit about staying put. Maybe now he sees an opportunity to leave and it's going to be up to Dallas to pay the price to get him out. And uh, if that does happen, if Pereja goes to Dallas, then all of a sudden you still have another team needing a coach. And that's the Rapids. And, uh, you know, I don't know what direction they go in, you know, going into the new year, having to make a coaching change. That's that's not ideal at all. So uh, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see who they have lined up.
0: Well, who do you think would be the best fit?
1: Oh man! I mean, there's so many candidates out there. I mean, I still say Richie Williams is somebody who who, who absolutely deserves a head coaching job in MLS, and and I think he'd do a really good job. And he just he just seems to be the bridesmaid uh, on all these occasions. You know, I think he was in running in Vancouver, um, uh, and he's interviewed at other places, obviously. But you know, he just hasn't gotten his chance. And there's some other names that are out there that 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 you know you want to talk about a Jesse Marsh. Um, you know, he's someone. And for me, Dennis Hamlet, I mean, I, as an example, the former Chicago Fire coach, uh, he played in Colorado. You know, he he, he played there uh, when they when they first came to the league. So uh, he, there's some connection there. So I, I'm not saying these guys are the are the leading candidates or anything. I'm just saying when you think about possibilities, these are just some names. And for me, if I'm hiring, I, you know, what, I'd probably hire either Hamlet or Rich Williams.
0: Uh, In 2013, guess would not be 2013 without some last-minute MLS expansion rumors. Minnesota came out, the Vikings, about doing their stadium into a soccer-specific stadium. I mean, Minnesota's kind of a—they have the Minnesota stars of the NASL, which has done very well up there. I mean, what what do you think about Minnesota as a possible destination for an MLS franchise?
1: Well, just to clarify, it wouldn't be a soccer-specific stadium. It'd be a combination stadium for football and soccer, as Mm -hmm. far as I understand so it'd be a big stadium, and, and, and from what from what I understand, I mean, you know, they, they obviously have the money to make it happen. Um, you know, the question is, are they going to meet all the criteria that MLS wants to, you know, the, the demands of potential expansion locations? And I think they could pull it off. And for me, uh, I've I, you know, I've always considered uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul to be a really strong soccer market. Uh, it's right there with Austin and San Diego as these the strongest markets in the country. That don't have uh, MLS teams in terms of soccer fans, uh, you know. Obviously, St. Louis is in that conversation as well. But you know, I, I always bring it up that you know the cities that that are the bi- biggest for traffic on SBI that don't have MLS teams. Minneapolis, St. Paul is always in that top two. So the fa- there's there's there are fans there. There are quite a few uh, uh, soccer fans there. Uh, so I think it could work. I think it could work. So that that you know, all of a sudden that twenty fourth spot that seemed to be completely uh, up in the air all of a sudden now you maybe have a front runner for that spot
0: uh, and of course I mean you had to have David Beckham I mean Beyonce and Jay-Z talking about going into a possible ownership group with David Beckham I mean I say gross but I hope it doesn't happen but we'll what see hey,
1: wait a minute first of all what do you mean gross I, dude, I'm so done okay?
0: I'm so done with Jay-Z and Beyonce It's it's just like no thank you it's like the Kardashians no thank you wow you're a hater I know you're, you're, you're. when, go, when I go when I go when I when I go to the grocery store I don't need to see you know twenty magazines with all their faces on it at like start. Why are you
1: looking Weekly? at the magazines?
0: Because what else am I going to look at? That's
1: check out know, your, your cart. You know <laughs> figure out what you shouldn't be buying. I don't know, but anyway, uh yeah. No, you know what? Look, I I don't know what to buy, how much to buy, in any of that, all that crap. I mean, first of all, that came from like a tabloid in the UK. And, who knows how much truth there is to that. Everyone runs with it because everyone needs something to write about because this is the slowest time of the year. So all of a sudden uh, everyone and their mother's writing posts up about what this means. And it means nothing. It's stupid, but you know what? Again, people need something to write about. Um, but you know what? Miami's is going to happen. I, I just don't see it not happening. And, and it, it isn't about these big names. It's just going to happen. Beckham, it, it, you know, Beckham's going to get it done. He's going to get the, you know, have the financial backing, the, the backers, the partners to make it happen. And, there will be a team in Miami, an MLS team in Miami. I just, I just don't see how that doesn't happen. And uh, will it work this time? That's the big, that's the multi-million-dollar question. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see the opportunity, and and obviously, who's gonna? No, no one's gonna hate having to go to Miami. Let's face it.
0: I, I found it. It's for the Daily Star Sunday. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably like U.S. Weekly, the, the thing that England that reported the news. All you need
1: to know about the Daily Star is that it, it, naked women feature prominently in it. Um, I, when I when I've gone to England in the past, that uh, you know, I, I always made a habit of, of, <laughs> buying, of buying all of the newspapers. I buy all the newspapers, all the just every single newspaper, and just look at all the different headlines and all the different story angles and this and that. And obviously, there were a few magazines that you know came with a little. Uh, th- there were some newspapers that always came with a little bit extra. Daily Star, one of those. Uh, I'm not complaining about that, but I'm just saying it, it, it's a tabloid, so you got to take it with a grain of
0: salt. It starts off with Hollywood stars Tom Cruise, Will Smith, and Jack Nicholson, along with music icons Jay Z and wife Beyonce. Wow, look at look at all these investors, man! They're gonna have some. They're gonna have some cash.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know what? It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. I, people need to relax with
0: that stuff. I know. I know. And I was speaking of Miami, our next guest is a U.S. men's national team forward, plays for Rapid Vienna and proud American. He has a tattoo to prove it. That is Terrence Boyd. Terrence, how's everything going down in Miami, my man? It's
4: so, all right. I don't mean, the weather's not that good, but, um, it's a nice city. I cheer on the ocean drive, you know, just, running there or I don't know just walking there nice women so it's alright
1: nice I, 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 I gotta say Terrence I gotta say I, th- I thought we'd get a lot more Instagram updates from you during your Miami vacation you've kinda you're kinda holding out on us there I've seen maybe like three that's pictures true, that's since... true that's true yeah <laughs> you I got more, yeah. <laughs> you got you got a private collection you're keeping for yourself is that what it is
4: yeah exactly so I mean not <laughs> everything is for the public
1: you know yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 so you know we're, we're glad to have you back on you know you, you definitely were one of our uh, our our, be- our most memorable and best interviews of the year this is our 100th, 100th episode so we had to we had to get you back on uh and the first thing i had to ask you about is the world cup draw and i'm sure you've, you've answered a million questions about it but i i have to ask you uh what did you think when you saw what were your what was your reaction when you saw the draw yeah i
4: mean it's it's a tough group i mean but uh I mean, we can't complain. We at the World Cup. It's the best teams in the world. So, you know, as you, you know, you have if you want to belong to the best, you gotta play the best teams to beat the best teams. So, we still wanna to, wanna to make the group, and I think we have the potential for it. And you know how the World Cup is. I mean, it's just like there's so many things that like can change the game so quick. And if you do one mistake, you might be out. Or I don't know. If you have a good game and win a certain game, you know, you just have. So many opportunities, you know, so it's all right. I well, think we, I still think it's up to, it's up to us. If we, if we play good, then we, we, we will make the
0: group. And then from then on, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's risky. Well, for, for, For the U.S. men's national team draw, Terrence, it it seemed like there were mixed reactions on both sides. I mean, it seemed like kind of the fans were a little bit, you know, doom and gloom. But for you and for some of the players, you seemed very excited about it. The prospect is playing some of these teams. And and maybe we haven't recognized, I mean, Ivis and I talk about all the time that the U.S. men's national team has improved dramatically. I mean, being in Europe, I mean, what was kind of like the general sense that you got? I mean, did any of your teammates talk to you about the draw or what did you kind of feel for, for for the world outlook on the U.S. draw?
4: I think they all got the same reaction, just like me. You know, it's a big opportunity for us. It's, it, 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 it. Thank you. Happy yeah, happy New Year! These are exciting games, you know, it's for all of us. So we're not we're not crying about it. We have we have big opponents, you know. And um, yeah, I think everybody's ready, ready for the and ready for the World Cup.
1: Right now, when when you saw Germany uh, come up in the draw. Uh, what did you think of that? I mean, was it were you excited about that, or or, or did you are you kind of over that whole thing since you got to play them in June, or or is it still something where? Yeah, exactly.
4: I mean, the fact that I already played them is not that uh, exciting anymore, but, but still, like for us German-Americans, Americans, it is a big deal since like all the families and like friends from yeah, that we have, I mean, they will all watch. You know, it's um yeah, it's still a big game, exactly. And in the, in the World Cup, it will be yeah, it will be crucial. So we won't be having many fans at that time. But um, yeah, I'm 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 excited about every game.
1: Right now, now you you personally are having a great season uh, at Rapid Vienna. Uh, talk about just sure. how the years about how the year has gone for you. Uh, you know, obviously uh, following up last year, we we scored you scored a good number of goals. W- what's been the key to kind of keeping that going and and where do you think you are right now, as far as your form? I
4: mean, uh, yeah, what's the key? I mean, we're we working hard in practice. I'm developing with every week. I think I'm learning. I'm still learning a lot. Uh, th- thanks to our, our, our assistant coach, like Kostyanka, you know, the guy who used right. to play the third, used to play for Bayern Munich. So he's he's be, he's being harsh on me, you know.
1: Right.
4: And um, yeah, I need I need those kind of coaches that like put pressure on me so I get better and don't think I can rest you know he got so many like advisors for me because he he kind of played the same role as a striker and then again um, yeah I mean we had some important games where we all had to step up
0: Terrence like I've said you're having a very good season and you just said you've learned a few things I mean, since your move over to Rabbit Rabbit Vienna I mean what what are a few things that you've learned that, that help you improve your game
4: I mean I'm just Right now, I'm just focused on, like, he, he's telling me, like, he's telling me just, just, just to play easy, you know? And was, he's just comparing it to, to a center in basketball, you know? Because, like, he said the same thing. Shaquille O'Neal is not dribbling, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. this, is what, this is what I do. I just try to try to get the balls, control them, you know? Play, lay them back, playing out wide, getting back in the box where I belong. In the box, I'm doing whatever I want because I know I can be, I can be dangerous, just trying to get shots on or, yeah, assisting some shots. And um, so that's what I'm trying to do is to make my game smarter, you know. I mean, you can see, like, the perfect version would be Josie Alvarez right now because you can see him, he's doing it, like, he's doing it all in the perfect way, you know. And, um, yeah, so um, that's what I'm learning on. Um, still technique and just, I don't know, just... The rest
1: comes with the games, you know. You just get smarter and more intelligent in every game. Now, now, Terrence, uh, there, there's quite a few German Americans on the team, obviously, and, and and there's more guys who could who kind of fall in that category who could play for the U.S. Do do you guys uh, communicate with those those guys? Like, I mean, I, I know obviously you know you know John Brooks, and he's not cap tied yet. I mean, do you guys talk to to these 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 guys like a Julian Green or you know these players who yeah. could play for the U.S. Uh, do you, do you recruit those but guys?
4: or? Yeah, I think I'm one of these guys who's like, hey, yo, you could play for the U.S., so don't even think about the go-go to Germany for <laughs> so the U.S. to meet you guys, you know what I mean? Right. So um, I feel like I'm one of the assistant coaches here. <laughs> no, because, um, yeah, I was like one of I played with Joe Bruce. I was one who, who was like, I was on his ass, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, wait, you can't. You can't, you can't go for the <laughs> playing for the, I don't know under 21 for Germany. Right. Just yeah, just play for us because he will have a bright future for us. And um, he's a gifted defender. So I keep talking to him. Obviously, he has to has to make his own opinions. And um, I think when he plays the Bosnia game, uh, he, he learned to know like all the surroundings and everything, how everything's working. So I mean, I'm, I was room with him the last the last uh, two matches, Scotland and uh, Austria. Okay. And as far as I know, he was impressed and he will stick to he stick the U.S. I don't know. I don't know Julian Green personally, but if, if I would know him, I would tell him the same thing because, I mean, I mean, if we got, if we got dual internationals, why shouldn't we use them? You know, right. he's playing at Bayern Munich. They all, I mean, they are, they, they bring us all like to, to a higher level. It's, it's players from, from big leagues just join us and um, it just contributes uh Every one of
1: us, you know. So, yeah. So, so you think John will John will definitely play for the U.S. At the end of the day, he'll he'll pick the U.S.
4: Okay, you will because now you has a problem with me. Yeah. <laughs> <He will. laughs>
1: I think you're, I think Jurgen has to se- needs to send you to Munich, man. As you have a word with uh, Julian, although he's still young, so he still has time. So. Yeah, he should
4: send me his number. I will hit him up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's up to everyone uh, to to themselves. So. Right. But um, I'm quite positive
1: about it. they will they will would with your play for us. Right. Well, appreciate the time, Terrence, and uh, you know, it's it's you know New Year, New Year's Day, New Year's is only uh six hours away now, so definitely yeah. appreciate you taking time away from your your vacation in Miami, uh, uh, rest up and have a good time and uh, get ready for a big 2014. Could uh, be, be a big year for you. Yeah, you too,
4: man. Have have a nice, nice, nice time tonight and um, enjoy. it. I
1: hope you're a successful year, huh? All right, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, uh, th- thanks again. I appreciate the time, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you pretty soon, and uh, definitely enjoy these next three days before you go back to work. All
0: uh, right, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, as always, I his, uh Terrence Boyd is, is great on the show. If anyone wants to go back and listen to uh, the other show that we had with Terrence I can't remember, but go to our SoundCloud, go to the iTunes, subscribe, but you can scroll down and, and find the internet that we had uh, with Terrence. Speaking of U.S. Men's National Team Fords, Ivis, Josie Outdoor and Sunderland not doing that well. What 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 what's going on, Ivis? It,
1: it was a pretty ugly game for uh for Josie. over the weekend. He had a, he missed a sitter uh you know, rebound shot right in front of right in front of goal and he just couldn't get a get a good touch on it to put it in the net. And it's been a it's it's a, been a rough first half season for him, no doubt about it. Um that being said, I think people are being a little quick to uh, call it a failed transfer move. Is he struggling? Yes. Uh, does he need to get better? Yes. But is it a failure already? I, I, I just disagree with that. You know, I think, uh, you know, when you think about what you want out of a transfer move like the one he made, um, you know, obviously yes, you want to be scoring goals. But when, the, but the key issues, the key things are, you want to go into a top league, get playing time, regular playing time. You want to compete at a high level. Uh, you want to, you know, you're playing in one of the top leagues in the world, uh, and he's doing that. He's there. He's getting regular playing time, and and he's playing in the top league, and 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 it's it's forcing him to get better. It's forcing him to improve his game. Uh, you know, when, when you're playing against high level competition on a re- regular basis, you're gonna you're gonna have to get better. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get better. He is struggling, no doubt about it. Right? I, I, I think he's not on form completely, but I think this the struggle is is part of making him better. And, and I think people, I think it's way too easy to look at look at the fact that yes, he only has one goal, and and, and Sunderland's in last place, and, and oh, what a failure! What if a, what a, this move should have never happened? And I disagree. I, I I personally don't buy the the notion that he should have stayed in in the Netherlands and and uh you know had another year playing in the same league, playing for the same team. No, you know he did it for two years. He dominated for two years. Uh, it was time to step up. To take a step up in, in class and, and and face that challenge, and uh, you know, I think people need to wait wait till after the World Cup, then look at the entire year and then make your judgment on that move.
0: But, but the thing is, I, was, I mean, do you do you think it's going to hinder him on the national team level that that he won't have a good enough transition from his club t- to the national level that he's struggling, that he that he won't be informed, that that he's not doesn't have the best quality? I mean, when 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 does that concern come in?
1: Well, here's the thing. I, I know people, look, it's obviously confidence is a big part of, of being a, a good striker and, and to, and to uh, you know, do your thing as a forward, no question about it. And and, and when you're struggling to find goals, it, it, it's going to hurt on some level. That being said, Josie's not a kid anymore. Josie has experience. Josie's been through these kind of struggles in the past. And and i point to 2010, uh, and I know some people might disagree, but I point to the 2010 World Cup, you know, before that World Cup, he had a pretty a forgettable situation at Hull City on loan. Uh, you know, didn't get to play much. That team was horrible. I mean, that Hull City team makes this Sunderland team like Barcelona. I mean, you know, that's in a slight exaggeration, but that Hull City team was terrible. Uh, you know, you think some, you think Altidore doesn't get service now? That whole team had nothing. I mean, Jimmy Bullard was like the best player, and he was hurt. Uh, it was a train wreck. And you know what? Even despite that, I thought Josie Altidore went into that 2010 World Cup. And, and really showed areas where he improved. And, and he didn't score a goal in that World Cup, but he put in a lot of work, um, you know, put himself in good positions. Uh, you know what? I think this time around, you know what? He, he He's a mature, more mature player. I think he's going to be ready to go, and I think he's going to love getting some service from the U.S. team and love being in a situation where he's once again around a midfield that can actually help set him up for chances. So you know what? He still needs to do the work. He still needs to step it up now, improve, take advantage of the chances that come his way, finish chances like the one that fell to him uh, against Cardiff City. He needs to get better. I'm not. I'm not saying he's he's where he needs to be. He does need to get better. I just think people are 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 missing the mark when they say this is a bad. This was a bad move. It's been a failure, and all that stuff. I mean, for me, I feel like some people just want to want to do the whole "see, I told you it was it wasn't going to happen." Because a
0: lot of people didn't like the move. No, I exactly. That. Come on, dude. These people have been waiting for this moment to do the, oh, I told you so. They've been waiting since August. And it's ridiculous to think that Josie staying in an AZ and scoring another 20, 25 goals is going to help him out. I mean, dude, when you go to the World Cup, you're playing against the best defenders in the world. And the Premier League does have some of the best defenders in the world. And that's going to help Josie Altador and the U.S. men's national team out. People need to understand that. It's a long-term project. Oh, right. right. Everyone and, thinks and, and, everyone and, and, thinks like, oh, what's next week?
1: No, it's start thinking. It's not always cake and ice cream. It's not always, it's not always perfect, great times and every every shot goes in. It's not, you know what? Getting to the point of being a top player is about struggle. It's about overcoming adversity. And I think he's at a point now, he still needs to do his part. He needs to do his part. The opportunity is there. Sunderland, give him credit. They, they they're starting to do better now. They're unbeaten in five in all competitions. They're unbeaten in four in the Premier League. They've closed the gap on the teams above them in the in the relegation race, so they're not necessarily going to get relegated. They're sitting in last place right now, but they're heading in a good direction. The new manager Gus Poyet uh, seems to be kind of figuring things out. They're going into January. They're going to have an opportunity to improve the team. They can go help, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, boost that midfield. Um, so it, it's it's too early to write it off. The fact that he's gotten to play, I'd say this: if he had spent this this first half of the season. Not getting starts. If he wasn't playing, then yes, you could go ahead and and say, you know what, this is look, this is looking like an absolute failure. But when the guy has been playing regularly, I know it's frustrating. And here's here here's the point, right? I think a lot of people who spent the past two years reading about Josie Altador scoring goals, seeing the highlights on YouTube and the internet of Josie Altador scoring goals at AZ, got a lot of people excited. And once he actually came to the Premier League and came to a league where we can watch it on TV. You can watch it on the computer more easily and see him every single week. And now what are we getting to see? We're getting to see a Josie Altador that's struggling. But Josie Altador is not getting chances. And it's frustrating. It's I, I guarantee you, for U.S. fans, it's got to be frustrating to watch a guy. You know, you wake up every morning because, you know, the, good, the diehard, the good U.S. fans, you know, they're going to watch... Sunderland play because they want to see Josie do well, and they, they sit there and they watch Sunderland just play absolutely terribly. So you do that you do that for a few weeks, and it's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, Why did he go there? But it, put it in perspective, folks, it's it's still a way better league, a way tougher league, and at the end of the day, I think it's going to make him a better player.
0: And while Josie struggles, one player is currently in excellent form. That is U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, Tim Howard, who's spending, and we were lucky enough that he's spending time with us, Ivis, the only guy also – the only guy we've ever had two times on the show. This is the third time, so everyone can go back and listen to all these interviews. But he's spending his New Year's Eve getting ready for a big match uh, on New Year's Day in Stoke. Tim, how are you doing today? And happy New Year!
1: I'm great. How are you guys? Happy New Year, Tim. I know you're like me. You're, you're getting ready to work on New Year's Day. Uh, you know, no rest for you. So, uh, yeah. Well, well, happy New Year to you guys. It's almost it's almost time here. Actually, getting
3: closer. A couple more hours.
1: Oh, nice, nice. So uh, the first question I have to ask is, uh, you know, we got a few things to touch on, but the first question I have is, when did you become such a, a dirty tackler? Yeah, I just had to ask you that because you kind of like, you look <laughs> like, like Dima Kovalenko there on that on, on that red card. No, no, just go.
3: Uh, t- I'll tell you what, if I, <laughs> if I, if I if I'd have kicked my 8-year-old little, little boy, he wouldn't have fallen over. So, uh, you know, I barely caught the guy. But, but <laughs> refere- referees get it wrong all the time, you know, so can't blame him.
1: Right, first red card. I mean, that's. I mean, to to be to play as as many years. Uh, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was that your first red card since that DC United red card at RFK a uh, hundred years yeah, ago? Exactly. Exactly. I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, my race, my ratio is pretty good. So hopefully, another five hundred games or so before I get another one. Nice, nice. So yeah, man. So it's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh first thing we have, we have to ask you about is the, is the World Cup draw, you know, obviously everyone yeah. is one of the big talking points. Uh, what, what, what were your thoughts? What, where were you when you saw the draw, and what were your thoughts of, of the draw when, when you saw
3: it? Um, I watched it from home, like most people. Um, you know, I think in anticipation of of the draw, if you looked at the CONCACAF teams and how we were seated, um, the expectation was always that it was going to be um, – you know, a diff a difficult draw. Having said that, if you if you get to a World Cup and expect an easy draw, um, then I think the joke's on you. You know, um, but I think I think I think for us, I think the way the way the games, not only the teams, but the way the the way in which we uh, each of those teams for a second third game, um, it's a pretty good draw for us. You know, but I, I think the U.S. team isn't a team who can. Uh, you know, when we talk about good groups or tough groups um i don't think the us is a team that can play at 70% and beat anybody you know what i mean like yeah. we have to play we have to play at 100% uh, all of our best players have to be um having their best game in order for us to win so that doesn't change no matter what group right and
1: now, now among fans us fans when the draw came out i mean obviously there was that Initial reaction of like, oh Lord, we're doomed. But then, just hearing mm-hmm. players talk, it seemed like the, as as a group, the players were excited. Like, it seems like you guys were excited at the draw. Like, is that is that the general sense you get among yeah. among the guys that you're excited at the challenge that that's ahead?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you know, uh, God bless the fans. You know, I think sometimes um, uh, you know, when you look at you look, that's that's what they do. They overanalyze things on television and newspapers and. um the doomsday scenario. Look, we we play this game. We get to World Cup, so we can um, challenge ourselves on the grandest stage, and that's never going to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But only 32 teams get the chance. So, um, yeah, of course the players are excited. You know, we know what challenges lie ahead. Obviously, a big six months in preparation.
0: So, um,
3: you know, I, I think as you know, the U.S. team certainly as us players will stand toe so to toe with anybody, you know? um, and that's the fun part.
0: Well and Tim for you guys, I think that the US men's national team compared to the, the previous World Cup before you're going into the twenty twelve I mean sorry excuse me, twenty ten, I mean under Jurgen, the US Men's national team has accomplished a lot of things for the first time. You I know, mean, defeating Italy for the first time, uh, you know, winning in Mexico. I mean, do you sense that this team is on maybe a, a different level and, and that's the sense of excitement to accept this challenge against these better teams, knowing that, hey, you know, going into this World Cup, you know, we've raised our game, we've raised our level, you know, we can compete with teams like this and get to the next round.
3: Yeah, listen, you get the nail on the head, and I 100% agree with you. That, that's what we've done in the last four years. That was a challenge that was put in front of us by Jurgen, Um and, and for the most part, we've met that challenge. As you said, winning away on European soil, beating Mexico at home, finishing top of the group. We've done all of those things in preparation for this June, right? So I don't know the answer to the question. Um, we'll, we will find out come June until I. Um, but the preparation for it, yeah, is, is better than we could have... Uh, we could have ever hoped for because we have been challenged with big games and we have gotten really good results. And even, you know, you look at a result like, like France, we lost, but we played really, really well. We lost one nothing. We had a chance to equalize in those games. And so there's a whole handful of these games over the last two, three, four years that have prepared us really, really well.
1: Now, now the team's uh, undergone a, a bit of a transformation uh, personnel-wise, even in just the past year. Uh, when I was looking at, at at the players who raised their stock in 2013, I mean you had a lot of guys who weren't even in, on the radar a year ago. You know, guys like Beastler and Gonzalez, who who had you know Beastler didn't even have a cap a year ago at this time. Uh, w- what's impressed you the most about the way this team has come together, say, in the past year?
3: Well, I think a lot of it has become to the coaching staff because they've not been afraid to bring in new guys and, and bleed them in in big moments you know, give guys opportunities, and, and I think most of the players now, certainly this group, the older group of, of veteran players, welcome the new players, you know, whether they be, um, you know, foreign-born players, whether they be young, old, wherever that, and in the in their stage of their development, they're welcomed into a team that's a really easy team to kind of come into and adapt, you know, it's a bunch of good guys who work hard, so, um, you know, it's been it's been exciting to kind of see all the new, fresh faces, knowing that, you uh, Everyone's going to get an opportunity to, to shine and to step up, and that obviously creates competition, which is which is we've seen has been healthy for
1: this team. Now uh, we we have to ask you about the season that you're having and and, and your team's having. You guys are questioning are it right now going into the new year, in the top four, and uh, you personally led the Premier League in shutouts for the year. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and this season you're you're having what you know some people, including myself, calling could be your career year. Could be so far. Mm-hmm. Could shape up to be the best year of your career what's been the key uh you for you personally for your success this year and, and for the team what, why do you think you guys have been able to put it together so well this year
3: um, you know I don't, I don't know i think my own success i've had uh you know i think i've had some some pretty top level years you know i'm gonna put up some big numbers so hopefully i can match uh match them this year and you know i, I I'm going to go to work every day and you know, I'm no different than anyone else. And that's what I do. And I know how to I know, how to um, kind of get myself in peak condition and um, at the top of my game. And I just do it on the training ground every day. And so nothing's changed. We haven't reinvented the wheel. Um, the team has been performing incredibly well. Um, you know, Roberto Martinez has come in and just um, changed the style and changed the system. Um, and it's worked really, really well. We've got good personnel, um, you know, at, at the club when he came, he's brought in some really talented players to fit his system. Um, and everyone's bought into it. And it's been great. You know, working with um, Martinez has been fantastic. He's a brilliant, brilliant tactician and football mind. And um, he's fun to be around and to learn from. And um, he holds us to a really, really high stand. I think we're seeing, we're seeing that pay off.
1: Let, well, let me follow up with one thing we want to ask you. The, the, the interesting twist for you lately been doing some T V work. Uh yeah. what what's that been like? And I know you've talked to me about, about, you know, wanting to go into kind of management when you retire. But sure. so you're doing pretty well with the T V stuff. So how's that been and how did that come about?
3: Well I appreciate it. You know, I, I was offered an incredible opportunity by NBC that I couldn't turn down and um you know, I it's an opportunity to learn. I think when it comes to soccer as players, you know, we we pretty much mastered the art of of how to get to this level and so it becomes second nature. Uh, the television stuff its it's brand new to me, so i'm learning i'm I'm really excited about the challenge i i like it a lot more than I thought I would you know learning and, and getting critiqued and trying to um do better the next time and all, all of those type of things so um I don't know where uh where where it i'm I'm a player first and foremost, but um you know I'm not getting any younger, so just dipping my toes in different different places and you know, kind of seeing what I like, and I, to be honest, I, I've worked with some amazing people at NBC, so, um, I, I really enjoy it.
0: D- did, uh, did anyone give you advice, or did you reach out for advice from anyone?
3: Yeah, obviously, you know, guys who I consider friends and who I, who I play with in television who are doing great, you know, Kyle Martino and Taylor Tormann, um, I've, I've leaned on them a little bit, you know, just to kind of calm my nerves and get a few basic pointers, you know what I mean? It's like being a freshman all over again, it's hard, so... Um, I've worked with Arlo White, obviously calling the games, and he's he's a magician. He is he's unbelievable. So he's made that transition um, really easy for
1: me. That I know people are gonna you know kill me if I don't ask you about one particular subject while I have you, and that's the beard, which is gone yeah. now, but it's become kind of like the stuff of legends. <laughs> well, well, what, how, how did that come about? What got you in, uh, into wanting to grow it and and keep it as long as you did, and and at the end of it. Were you just glad to have it off, or what? What made you finally get it? Yeah.
3: Well, it's, it's, it's the world in which we live. You know, the fact that it, it gains so much momentum—it's like watching the. Car- it's like watching the Kardashians. You know, it's like it's like can't blame the Kardashians. You have to blame everybody who's watching it. You know, right. so um, I don't know. I it, it was just put on do. I think in order to beard you kind of have to stick with it. You know, you really have to give it a give it a chance. So, you know, sometime in August, I just thought right. I'm not shaving until I feel like it, and then, you know, it got it got long enough, and I, I really liked it, and I miss it to be honest. But I, I like I like clean being clean shaven, so I just decided it's off. You know, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. much. There wasn't much thought to it, to be honest.
1: Was it hard to, to shave off once you finally decided to? Because I mean, you had a pretty big beard there. I mean, how, yeah, it yeah, so no, was.
3: It was stages. It was
1: scissors, and it was uh, <laughs> like 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 clippers,
3: and then it was a straight razor. So, so that's <laughs> yeah, easy.
1: I think you missed your opportunity, man. You should. Have, that would have been a perfect Instagram video. Would have been you shaving <laughs> the beard off.
3: Yeah. Next time. Yeah, right? that's a whole other subject.
1: Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speaking of that, we I told you we we're gonna ask you about it. Um, now you and yeah. I had had a pretty good debate down in Guatemala a while back about Twitter, and you are not on Twitter. You still aren't on Twitter, and you're yeah. you're, you're opposed to Twitter, but you are on Instagram, and, and you're pretty active on Instagram. So tell me, what what, what why Instagram but not Twitter? I uh, don't really know. And, you know, I, I I could, to be honest, I could, I could I could take it or leave it. You know, if
3: my account was deleted tomorrow morning, I wouldn't be sad. I'd just leave. But um, it's all right. You know, I get to I get to kind of interact a little bit, which is which is not normally my thing. You know, particularly with social media. Um, and obviously, you have to you have to watch out for the trolls who are always on there. But um, <laughs> that's the unfortunate part. That's the downside of of social media. And I think that's probably the, the one thing that I. I would would turn me away from it. It's just the so you, people out there who, um, who are negative. Unfortunately,
1: Sagan. So you're still not gonna mess with Twitter. I think it's possible. Uh, I'm
3: more open to it now. Whether whether I actually go that route, I'm not sure. But I am more open to
1: it. All right, nice, nice. I think it's it's gonna happen. 2014. Yeah, I mean, with the World Cup coming up, you. I think you. I think you. Yeah. Got do it done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, last subject for me, I have to ask you about the tattoos. Um, uh-huh. Seems like you're getting a new tattoo every week. Now, when, when did yeah. when did you get your first tattoo? Because I mean, I, I'm thinking back to like ninety eight, ninety nine, when I you know covering you at the Metro Stars. I didn't remember yeah. you having tattoos that I could remember. Like, when did you get your? I first was tattoo?
3: man, I was sixteen years old. So when I went in with my brother's fake ID. i don't know, yesterday. It like heck. Um, but mine I had an older brother who got who I, got, who I got, just got a tattoo, so I wanted to follow his footsteps. But yeah, I was sixteen, man. I was sixteen years old. But I love I love the art of tattooing. I lo- I love it um as an art form. I like other people's tattoos. Even tattoos I wouldn't get on myself. I look at other people's and I can appreciate it and um it's a hobby of mine and it's something I enjoy doing. I don't have many you know, but I really really love tattooing, so What was
1: the, what was the um, first really one?
3: Cool my superman i'm <laughs> <laughs> on how,
1: how, how many do you have now all together uh, i don't you know what the, you don't have one. one full <laughs> it's
3: one full piece now you know, I, you know i just got a new one i got a new one the other day so um i'm working on a full back piece at the moment so that's wow. being designed and um actually have the rough half of the, of the first design so that'll probably be uh coming you know here in the next Couple
1: months, or how, many, so. how many hours on the on the in the chair is that? It could take, you know,
3: months,
1: years, and years. oh, so it's not like straight, you know, hours in a row. No, no, I think the outline, the outline
3: of it, I, I could sit for eight hours and get it all knocked out.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know if you saw Terry Henry. He did a full arm sleeve. that Took him 24 yeah. hours. 24 hours and in, incredible. In three eight-hour shifts. I don't know if you saw it or incredible. Yeah, I saw. I was talking to about that today. Bang Bang is obviously
3: uh, the real deal now in tattooing and. I saw that it was just incredible incredible knowing the pain that that takes tell you what he's a he's a superstar that's for sure
1: yeah i asked him i i, I talked to him about that at the all-star game and, and he said he, he did eight hours at a time three 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 total so twenty four total hours it's crazy crazy wow nah, madness <laughs> dedication yes all right man well hey uh I, thanks for the time it's new year's eve and uh it's it's, it's almost time it's probably new, almost new year's where you are so we definitely appreciate the time yeah. and uh Good luck tomorrow. We'll get that kickoff New Year's uh, with a win. And Thanks, uh, thanks again thanks. for coming on.
3: Well, happy to see you guys. awesome successful 2014,
0: eh? Excellent stuff, as always, with Tim Howard. I mean, I usually feel so left out because Ivis and Tim just, you know, they just have to have bro time. <laughs> come on, man. Tim, I can't look, get t- it. I can't I can, What am I going to say? Like, like, hey, Tim, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. You, you know Tim really, really well, man.
1: Yeah, look, we go way back. You know, we, for those that don't know, you know, like, when I started out as a writer, Tim started out as a, as a player and, you know, I covered, I covered the Metro stars, uh, which was the team he's on. And, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta give him credit. Cause you know, for all of the success that he's had, he's remained a humble guy. He's, he's remained a down to earth guy. He's never let the success get to his head. And, and obviously we've got the action, so you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, knock that either. So uh, it's great to see him doing well. And, and it, 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 the thing, the thing is, I think people take for granted how well he's been able to do, in the Premier League for so many years and play at a consistently high level and uh, it, it's not easy to kind of like differentiate the years but I actually think this year could be a career year this first uh-huh. half it, it, you know it should, if he has the second half like he had the first half then yes I, I for me I think it could be his best year uh, of many good years so you know it's great to have him on and uh, you know he's obviously going to be a big part of, of, of the U.S. team and the success they can have in Brazil so uh, you know, hopefully we'll have him on again uh, down the road So as we get closer to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, that, that'd be great. I mean, it also goes to show, Ivis, that for goalkeepers, you can have your ups and downs. I mean, you know, those people saying, Brad Guzan, Brad Guzan. I mean, they're they're, they're very quiet now. And, and 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 we always talked about, I mean, Tim Howard's always going to be number one. He's going to go into Brazil healthy. He is going to be the starting goalkeeper in Brazil.
1: Yeah, they, it, it was funny, man. I, I wish we could go back on some of those shows uh, from the spring when people were, were way too quick to try to, uh, you know, throw dirt on Tim Howard because you know whether he had a few shaky moments here or there, the quality was still there. And uh, and now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing it again. You know, and we saw it all all summer with the U.S. team, and now we've seen seeing we're seeing it with Everton. You know, they're in fourth place, and he's a big part of that. So uh, you know, he's on great form, and if he stays on this level, I mean, he's going to be an absolute key to the U.S. getting out of that group of death.
0: Well, it also be huge for Everton too. I mean, when you look at Everton. And just the season that they're having. I mean, the last time obviously they were in the Champions League was in the two thousand five two thousand six season. Tim Howard uh, was not on the team then. So I mean, one, it, it show one how important Tim Howard is one to Everton. I mean, eight clean sheets, tied for the, for the uh, top in the Premier League. They could qualify for the Champions League. he would be playing it next year. Then the World Cup. I mean, this this, this next six months, I would gonna be pretty big for Tim Howard.
1: Oh no, not about it. I mean, I think. I mean, I'll be completely honest, I think it's going to be tough for Everton to hold on to that top four place, just because you have some other teams that, you know, chasing there, you like, man, United, you got Tottenham, teams that have the, the, the financial, the power to, to kind of close the gap and, and get better in the offseason, get better in the winter, January transfer window to to try and get improvements, but... you got to get hats off to Roberto Martinez. Uh, There there were questions about how he would step in for David Moyes and would he be able to keep them at a high level. Could he manage a bigger team? Because, you know, obviously he had managed at Wigan and and there were a lot of questions. Oh, you know, can he do it with a better team? And, hey, he's done it. He's absolutely done it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you got to be excited if you're an Everton fan.
0: Well, Avis, man, that wraps up the 100th. SBI show on the final day of 2013 I mean is there anything else that we need to talk about as we close out this uh, what has been a very good year for both of us yeah
1: man I, you know, I gotta say 100 episodes man who who would have thought back when we first had our conversation about doing a show that we'd knock out 100 shows in the first year I mean I think that's pretty amazing uh, and I gotta give you credit man you, you, you've you really you've really gotten better over time and you've stepped it up and uh, I, I, I tell it you know for anyone who ever give, try to get, give Garrett grief about being the co-host and how he needs to get better, you know what? He is getting better, and at the end of the day, we would not have an SBI show if not for Garrett because, you know what? He made it happen, and after five or six, seven years that I, I said I wanted to do a podcast, he helped make it happen. So, uh, you know, hopefully 2014 uh, will be an even bigger year for us. You know, we've got grand plans, and, uh, you know, hopefully we – We can uh, take the show to different platforms, and uh, you know it's 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 exciting times ahead for us. So uh, I'm pretty pumped to see what's going to happen next.
0: I'm just appreciative that you answered all my GChat messages. I was like this annoying little fanboy that was like, "Ivis, uh, can I write for you?" and let me tell you about this awesome story. And you kept responding, man. So I'm I'm very appreciative of that, Ivis.
1: Well, I, I would say to everybody, and I say it all the time, when it comes to joining SBI as a writer or in any capacity. Uh, persistence is key because you know what, I, I, and I'll admit it, I've said it before. I'm pretty bad about answering emails because I get so many emails that a lot of times they slip through the cracks. I might redream email, but then I don't respond. I get distracted. You know, I got the ADD going on. So, people, the, the people who have managed to get in with Team SBI and really thrive and really succeed and move on to bigger and better things. They all started out being persistent, and I would tell that to anybody listening to the show that has aspirations to write, write for us or, or 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 work for us in some capacity. You know what? We're always looking for good people. We're definitely looking for people coming into 2014, uh, but just be persistent, and, and you know, hopefully, I'll get my act together and I'll I'll, I'll find you and uh, we'll add you to the team. And uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about 2014. We had a good group of people, um, and you know what? I I, th- I see big things ahead for us. Yeah,
0: I'm excited, man. I mean, I will admit, dude, I was more than a little green when you when you let me co-host the show for 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 about a good four or five months.
1: Yeah, I mean, we. You know what? The be- <laughs> I tell you what. The best thing about this show, the best thing about episode 100, is everyone can go back now. No, don't no, don't, no, don't, go back to listen Go back and listen to episode one. It's there. Listen to it, and then you can listen to that, and then listen to episode 100. And see how far we've come, and I think we've come a long way. I think I think we're, we've gotten a lot better. We're not we're not we're you know we're not at our best yet. We're not where we need to get. We can get better, no doubt about it. Um, but hopefully, this uh, episode 100 is that step in that direction. You know, it's good to have guests again. Uh, we've slacked on that department because let's face it, me and Garrett, Garrett and I are always recording at like 3 a.m. just because that's when we could fit it in because we're both so busy with all the things we do. But uh, it's definitely going to be a mission of, of ours to to get get back into the rhythm of having guests on. Um, I mean there's a lot of great people in the in the soccer role that we can definitely bring on and 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 that's part of the plan for 2014
0: yes yes we uh i yes we and we apologize for the sporadic uh number of episodes in december uh Ivis and I were like on vacation, I think pretty much all of December, so we apologize about that, but once the new year hits, major league soccer kicks back up again Ivis tons of u s men's national team news i mean we will be back to our average of two to three shows a week that which we've been doing over the last couple of months. We'll see. we'll see.
1: We'll see how we do. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think we should at least get two shows a week, three. Oh, you know,
0: this three guy. Weeks. Dude, you've been pushing for three shows, and we finally get three shows, and you are burnt you know what? out I, I, this I would
1: guy. Love, I, would love, I would love three shows a week. But you know what? When it comes to our schedules and the travel, I mean, look. I, I, I say this. Like, the travel – for me, for the past five months, was, was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. I, I won't be traveling as much uh, at, at the beginning of the year. Obviously, when the World Cup happens, then it's gonna, I'm going to be in Brazil. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be going crazy. So, I, I, you know, that it, it'll be interesting to see how we handle the SBI show in Brazil. But um, you know what? We talking I, about? I think it? we'll, I'm, I think we'll I'm be able coming to do down. <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. I thought we had a
0: sponsor. Uh, I thought you. I thought you secured us like some big money investor to fly us down there. I, you know.
1: Yeah. Listen, anybody, if you got some money, you want to invest in, 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 in or host? I mean, or sponsor us? Let me know because we, we we definitely uh, we can definitely take on a sponsor. But uh, I'm sorry, Garrett, you have the whole things. You're going to have to hold things down in America while I'm in you know struggle While, I, while I'm off in the Amazon uh, in Manaus and, and all. Of yeah, the slice sea- slicing your Pacific. way slicing your way through the jungle to get to the stadium. See, that's so wrong. <laughs> it's, like, it's, all, it's all cleared out. <laughs> You're gonna have people in Brazil hating you Garrett. For, for, for Oh, but that's oh, vibes. stop
0: it. That's not even hysterical. That's ridiculous. That was just that was a hilarious joke because I'm a hilarious guy. I mean, come on, stop <laughs> it. I've
1: already told you you shouldn't try to be funny. <laughs> I know you you're didn't funny, say that. You're funniest when you're trying not to be. funny. I know you.
0: you must have said that to me about like ten times in, in Kansas City, and I was like, I wasn't even trying to be funny, and you're like, you're like dopey. <laughs> then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, man, well, hey, man, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. looking forward to 2014, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's an even better year. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. Well, Ivis, that's not, that's it, man. I'm going to close it out 2013. So you have a good night tonight, and uh, I'll talk to you in 2014.
1: Yes, sir. And as
0: always, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for making our first year in 2013 very, very special. We'll be back again next year. This is the SBL show.